In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. The Lord appointed seventy-two others and sent them out ahead of him in pairs to all the towns and places he himself was to visit. He said to them, The harvest is rich, but the labourers are few. So ask the Lord of the harvest to send labourers to his harvest. Start off now, but remember, I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Carry no purse, no haversack, no sandals. Salute no one on the road. Whatever house you go into, let your first words be, Peace to this house. And if a man of peace lives there, your peace will go and rest on him. If not, it will come back to you. Stay in the same house, taking what food and drink they have to offer, for the labourer deserves his wages. Do not move from house to house. Whenever you go into a town where they make you welcome, eat what is set before you. Cure those in it who are sick and say, The kingdom of God is very near to you. The Gospel of the Lord We know St. Luke, first of all, as an evangelist, the author of the third gospel, and the Acts of the Apostles. His gospel contains precious material which is unique. For instance, the story of the birth of John the Baptist, the story of the Annunciation, the story of the Presentation, and the only story we have of the childhood of Jesus, his visit to Jerusalem at the age of 12 years, and so on. Three of the canticles which form our divine office, the Benedictus, the Magnificat, and the Nun Dimittis are found only in St. Luke's Gospel. We know very little, however, about St. Luke's own personal history. There is an ancient and widespread tradition that he was an artist, and several famous icons are attributed to him. But we do know, both from the Acts of the Apostles and from St. Paul's epistles, that he was a companion of St. Paul on missionary journeys. St. Paul speaks of him with affection as his fellow labourer and a brother whose praise is in the gospel throughout all the churches. The Lord is depicted in St. Luke's gospel as a praying Messiah. He not only teaches about prayer in several unique parables, but is seen praying in Luke's gospel more than all three other gospels combined. In fact, prayer is associated with the most important moments of Jesus' life. The success of his ministry through his prayer life prompted the disciples' request that he should teach them how to pray. What prayer did in the life of our Lord is to show us that he, as the expression of perfect humanity, lived a life totally surrendered to the purposes of his Father and was only effective in his ministry because he sought the will of God in all the areas of his life. Likewise, the Christian life is to be a life of prayer founded upon the father-son relationship that God has established to Christ. St. Luke the Evangelist was also filled by the Spirit of the Lord as he proclaimed the good news of Christ to the Gentiles. This evangelistic and missionary spirit 
can be seen in both his Gospel and the Acts of the Apostles. In fact, Acts presents to us a portrait of a church which is fundamentally missionary. A church which is constantly reaching across boundaries, both geographical and cultural, to bring the good news to the ends of the earth. In the Gospel chosen for this feast, we have the example of the 72 disciples who had been sent out by the Lord. And as the Lord had foretold, their works and missions were not to be easy, but instead many obstacles and challenges exist on their path. There will be those who will welcome them, and there will be those who are obstinate and stubborn who would oppose the Lord and his disciples, and in time would come to persecute them. But without those courageous disciples and apostles of our Lord, who have given their all to bring the good news to the people who are still living in ignorance and in darkness, there would have been no church and no salvation and grace for the countless souls who had been saved because of their works. How is this relevant for us all today? This remains relevant because we are all the current day's apostles and disciples whom the Lord had continued to entrust the same mission which he had given to his apostles and disciples as mentioned in Holy Scriptures. First and foremost, we must remember that prayer is essential and the heartbeat of mission. Without prayer, work would fall, fail, as all human projects would eventually be reduced to dust. Prayer must be the source, the motivator, the lifeblood, and sustenance of our work of evangelization. Secondly, evangelization is not about more things, more people, or more resources. Instead, it is about a relationship of trust in Christ, who gives some himself to feed us, and then calls us to give ourselves to feed our brothers and sisters so that they can come to know, love, and trust Him as well. The only indispensable tool in our arsenal should be Christ. We can do without everything else, but without Christ, we are nothing. Without Christ, our mission will fail. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.